ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, seniors of all ages too, I guess. Welcome back to the Booth Podcast. We are talking NFL today. With me to talk NFL today, Davey O'Doyle. And joining us again, one of the executive producers of the booth, a very near and dear friend of ours, Mr. Reese Richard Shonsby. Rich, Dave, boys, how are we doing? Fired up, man. Another week of football in the books. Another week coming. Another week. Another doing week. great. Doing great. We are currently recording this during Thursday Night Football. I think it just started. And and if you really want to get inside baseball here, they're reviewing uh, Tom Brady's interception, his first one. So that's the exact time that we are starting this year. Like you said, Dave, another great week of ball. You know, man, the feeling of being justified to just be a piece of shit on Sundays and watch football for 12 hours, maybe longer, we'll get into it is just a feeling that doesn't get topped, man. It's It was great. There were some ballers on Sunday, some guys that said, hey, I'm paid to play the best sport in the world. I'm going to play it to the elite, most dominant level I can. And there were some guys that didn't take that approach, as always, which brings us right into our recurring segment. I think the only segment of the show so far, but that's okay. It doesn't only matter. Only consistent segment. Only consistent segment, but hey. Quality over quantity, you know, studs and duds. We're going to start with the studs. Always got to start with the best. And, you know, we'll go with, we'll go, we'll go with Rich today. You know, me and Dave, you hear our voices a lot. Rich, you're joining us. Always love having you on. Rich, who was the stud for you? Who really lit it up? feels stupid to say this over and over again with this man, but Tom Brady just ageless keeps doing it week in, week out, season in, season out. But Tom Brady with 411 yards and five touchdowns, no picks. That's that's a stud performance. It was the Dolphins, but still, still a feat to get over 400 yards against a pro defense. That's the thing is like, that's still a, a group of, of guys that are getting paid millions to do that. And also like he's, I think what's cool about like everyone say, you know, oh, it's the dolphins and shit, which yeah, it's true, but that's Brian Flores, man. Like that's a guy that knows Brady. He saw him for years and Tom's like, watch this, you know, that was a 10 win team last year. That was a 10 win exactly. team. Like, you know, uh, Byron Jones, like they got some Xavier Howard. They got some, a good secondary. And he, like you said, man, it, it feels like a broken record, but Jesus Christ, the guy just keeps doing it. Stud, stud. Is there any other word, man? We're watching him he, right now on Thursday night, and he's shredding it. He's He is, if there is a stud to end all studs, it's Tom Brady. The one stud to rule them all. <laughs> Tom Brady. Excellent pick. Even on his bad weeks, I feel like he'd be like he's he's forty five. He's still a stud, and everyone's like, "Yeah, I mean, you're not fucking wrong." But Dave, there was certainly more than one stud. Who did you have this week? Who lit it up? Who brought the juice? Who tickled your fancy? Who was your stud? It's tough to pick one one group or one player on the Buffalo Bills, but as a team, that team is honestly just looks like a Super Bowl favorite to go. Was, it was in Arrowhead, right? It was in Arrowhead. 
They go to Arrowhead Sunday night football and absolutely manhandle the Chiefs. Not They manhandled them. They had a big gap at halftime for a delay. And then they came back and they manhandled them again. Besides Josh Allen hurdling dudes, their offense, their receivers playing great. But you could argue that the Chiefs defense is brutal, not what it was. But to see Mahomes and Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire just have no luck because of that Bills front and their their solid play in the secondary, man, who it's, it's going to be a tough ask for anybody to dethrone the Bills this year if they're going to play like that. Well, don't they have a? Uh, obviously, we don't. We we do our research to the utmost capacity, but don't I think they have like a plus hundred something point differential? Yeah, because they're crushing people, dude. Well, they're they're but, destroying people this year, but dude. They lost the first game, and they still have a plus hundred point difference. They are rolling teams, and I was talking to Rich before the show started. When's the last time you saw the Chiefs beat by almost twenty points? let alone at home that because I mean I feel like the history of the Chiefs is like a weird like before Mahomes after Mahomes thing yeah so like even like the post Mahomes teams have they have they ever lost by 20 points I I don't know like outside of the Super Bowl I can't remember a time right. the Chiefs got decimated like this it was ugly to watch it was ugly to watch something that was absolutely beautiful to watch it was fantastic to watch it was lamarvelous to watch monday night football under the lights prime time lamar and the ravens get dog walked for three quarters and it was tough it was a one-sided affair they shut down everything we couldn't run they couldn't do anything and they said lamar if you're gonna beat us you're gonna beat us with your arm and you can't do that because you're a running back oh wait a second 442 yards later, 95% of the Ravens total offense marched back 19 point deficit erased it. I could talk on and on about Lamar, but he is crushing narratives week by week. He can't throw. Well, he can, he can't play from behind. Well, he does. He can't do this. He can't do that. He can do it all. And he does it all damn well with James Prochet as an elite threat in this wide receiver core. Lamar's, he pushed himself in the MVP conversation this Monday. And, you know, I was, I didn't have him in my MVP conversation the first three to four weeks. You know, I was like, yeah, we beat the Chiefs and, you know, the Lions, we had to win by a field goal. It was looking a little skeptical. After this, this Monday, it was like, you know, he's our team. He is as valuable to our team as any quarterback, in my opinion. That's the thing about Lamar that's so interesting is like, A, Lamar has, shown you what he can do passing we know he has elite feed elite running ability and then the thing about the ravens is the two there's such a presence about them they're such a good coaching staff they're such a well-run franchise right he landed in the right place and like i said when we were we were talking during that game we were on the phone there and the thing with the ravens is it doesn't really matter who they're playing or like kind of what they're doing they're in every game even if they got dog walked for three quarters you know what yep. I mean? It just even if it would have been Lamar with his feet, they could have won that way. But the Colts told them, "Hey, man, you can't pass." And Lamar said, "I sure can pass," and he did, right? Yeah. And you know, it's it's tough because it is kind of the same as the Brady Dolphins things. The Colts were were, you know, they were down however many DBs and stuff and whatever. But you know, 
we're down however many running backs. You know, James Prochet had to step up. Like we, it's it's in the NFL, it's tough to to knock on a guy for who you're playing because those are still professionals. Those are still, you know, each and every one of those guys is the best player they've ever seen in their life until they got to this league. So it's every, everyone's impressive. And let's, let's be honest about the NFL players. They can, they can be on one knee. They have one leg planted one knee on the ground and they can, the, the explosive power they have through their one leg is more than the three of us combined. So we'll just put that right where it is. They're pretty good. They're pretty yeah. good. There are some players that are very, very good. They're excellent. They're great but they just don't bring it all the time. And unfortunately that brings us to the less positive part of this segment, but we have to do it. Nonetheless, Rich, we go back to you. Who was the one of the week for you? Who was your dud? My dud is not a player, but the league. The so NFL. Richie. The NFL. It, that you're is saying the, most, the league that we love to talk about, the almighty NFL, are duds this week? The almighty NFL are duds for scheduling games at 7.30 in the morning. I know it's in London, but come on. There's a better time to schedule these games because nobody's waking up at 7.30 in the morning to watch Jets-Falcons or this week. Dolphins, Jags at 730. <laughs> Nobody's getting up to watch these games. Are you telling me you're not setting your alarm early to watch? I'll set my alarm early and I'm going to go watch NFL countdown instead <laughs> of that game. <laughs> it, it, dude, it's tough. It is tough. And I know me and Dave ragged on it last week. It, there's as a football fan, as an NFL fan, diehard NFL fans, we can all agree. There is no draw for that game. Uh, why on earth would we want to watch that game? And and quite frankly, you know, does the NFL hate London? Does it hate Britain? You know, does it hate the UK? They say, hey, we're going to expand our product. We're going to make this global. And you know who we're going to showcase? You know who we're going to show off? Who we're proudest of? The New York Jets and the Atlanta Falcons, baby. Those two. <sighs> Tough watch. Stop. And it's not like that 7.30 a.m. It's not like that's the latest they could do it in London. Because in London, that is 2.30 in the afternoon. You can push back that game a few hours and have that as part of the 11 o'clock window. Done. It's not going to get any more draw no. because it's in London but it's going to get more draw than being in London at seven 30 in the morning. Yes. Wholeheartedly. Like at least that way, when you have guys on red zone or have guys, Oh shit, I forgot. I started Kyle Pitts this week. You they'll, they'll be able to flip and just check in. And hopefully the ticker reads a stat line as opposed to waking up three hours after the game's over and fucking, you know, Oh shit. Forgot about that game. It it's a problem. It's a problem. Fantasy. Fantasy is the other side of that. Say I had Kyle Pitts in my lineup. Now he's inactive. He's a game time decision. I can't. I'm asleep. Yep. Well, then, then good luck with Kyle Pitts. How will you know? Good luck. How will you know? It is. It's tough for sure. Definite. Uh, definite dud. Dave, who did you have? Who stunk it up for you? 
I guess this is another way to make, make you sound like shit carve. Cause this is also not another player. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's topical. Someone's got to bring it up. Hey, John Gruden. What, what was that? Hey, what Gruden. Bye. So, I mean, like, I can remember all the details. There's so much going on, but he had like emails from like 2014 back to like the, to, to people, to the Washington owner, to like all these different people coming out about like, he had slurs and and like hating on gay people and just all of this stuff, right? Just how it's not for everybody, like just everything the NFL is trying to do to include people to watch football. Basically, John Gruden's just like stomped on it with these emails and like, hey, John, I know like, hey, man, you can have your opinions, whether they're terrible or not, but like if you hate gay people, it's kind of unfortunate that the first, like not the first, but the only current like active gay player in the NFL right now plays for the Raiders. Like Carl Nassib is on your roster and you're like, man, no gays for me. Like, Hey John Gruden, this is bad. And you got fired. So that's how bad it is. Such a deserved firing, man. Like just a, you know, and I think if you laid out all 32 head coaches, if you just did a blind resume, just, looking at them and just knowing them who was going to be the one <laughs> uh, Gruden would be a top five pick, but uh, just a, a, just a total scumbag, man. Like, I mean, this, this, story has, like this story has like layers too. Cause like there's like a lot of emails going up to like the owner of the Washington football team and stuff too. Right. So yeah. Washington did some hot water. And then they announced like on like yesterday as we're recording like Wednesday, like, oh, we're going to retire, like, Sean Taylor's number. Like, oh, better come watch the game. Don't be upset, right? And like, hey, that's pretty sus that you just decided to do this now, sir. Well, wasn't it wasn't it an investigation into Washington? I don't yeah. – I haven't looked into the story enough. but And that's how it all came out. It's like, oh, shit, like, look at the stuff Gruden's been saying. Yeah, because there's, like, a, I, don't, I don't know what the shady business is exactly, but there's, like, a lot of shady business going on with the Washington, like, owner yeah. or GM or something, right? He's so a, he's a total scumbag too. Shadiness going there, same kind of lines. So like Washington's trying to backpedal now. Besides that, they're not a good team. So I like, think this this is not the first time. I don't think we've seen Washington use Sean Taylor as a PR move. This it, is dude, and that's tough just too. another occurrence. Yeah, it's and you know, man, I don't want to speak for you guys, but I'm I'm gonna uh, you know, in my opinion, I think we all see eye to eye on this. You know, I don't care what race, what orientation, what religion you are. Hey, if you're a good person and you like to play ball and you love watching, talking, and you're good at ball, be you just be a part of this community because the you know football family and the the people you meet through football and the people you watch and fall in love with through football and whatever background and you know it's just it's it's global and it's 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 it should be inclusive and stuff and John Gruden just doesn't represent that and the league's better off without him. So, you know, hopefully Derek Carr stock Darren Waller to the fucking moon. Now, hopefully they get a coach that knows how to use the talent, but uh, yeah, that is, that is, uh, yeah. Honorary studs of the week to the Raiders and Buccaneers organizations for one firing John Gruden and two <laughs> removing them from the ring of honor. Bye John. See you later. I think Deuce Gruden's still doing things, isn't he? Didn't he say like, yeah, I don't 
I don't know. That dude's yoked. Uh, not the point. Not the point. He is absolutely fucking jacked, though. Yeah, if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about that dude as just a, a walking ball of muscle. He's arguably in better shape than some of the guys he coaches. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, we can really go off on a tangent about like strength and conditioning coaches, but like, I've watched a lot of YouTube videos about him, man. So like, I see those guys, I'm like, man, that's that's nice. But oh, yeah. anyways, no tangent had here. No tangent had here. Just getting right into it. My dud this week, again, making myself sound bad. It's not one singular person. It is a collective of people. It's a position group. A lot of people have raised questions whether or not they should get rid of it or not. This weekend, it was kickers for me. They dudded it up. And, you know, Kyle, if you want to, you know, Dave, if you want to, I'll add that up. Dave, if you want to, uh, you know, if you want to plug your ears or something, I get it. It was tough for kickers this weekend. There was, I don't know the stats, upwards of a dozen missed PATs, missed kicks, missed this, missed that. It was insane. It was insane. It got to the point where, you know, they do the game break on red zone or whatever. And it would be, oh, so-and-so missed a PAT. And it was just like, I saw this already. No, you didn't. Because it was some other kicker in some other game. Don't know what was going on. Don't know what the hell happened. And not to somehow find a way to tie this in to be a pompous ass again. But, God, it makes me happy to be a Ravens fan on on weekends like that. But uh, it was you know tough. Not happy? You know what's not happy? is like, I'm trying to watch my Bengals. I'm trying to watch them prove themselves that we're not a joke team anymore. That we can take down the Packers. And Mason Crosby goes out there and he helps us. He's he helping us you. out. He helps, he helps and- us out. And then, as that game goes, throughout the end of the game, through overtime, there's five missed field goals. Five of them. Wasn't it on, on like wasn't it like straight up on five straight drives? I four there was like at least three for sure. Yes. Like but I mean, like at that point, I don't even care. I'm just like, wow, nobody deserves to win this game if you're just gonna I mean, there's a whole bag of worms for that Bengals Packers game on both sides. Like you guys could have easily went for it in short yardage situations, but anyways, yeah. like you guys neither of you guys deserve to win this game at this point. Like at, at that point, it's like you guys are literally kicking the game to each other, like a soccer yeah. ball. You don't right. want to win it. And yeah. and it's weird because, like, we again, we watched that game together. We were FaceTiming throughout it and stuff. And, you know, um, Evan McPherson, so far stud kicker. I think he's already had, like, 250-plus to walk off and win. Like, he's proven himself to, you know, do it. He just got got this time, and it's like, oh, he's a rookie. It's going to happen. When Mason Crosby missed not only one, not two, but he missed three of those five. And that was like, was like, like a long 30, like 39 or something too. I'm like, when does that guy miss like 39? It, it was tough. And this isn't even meant to be a complete drive by, but you know, Rich, I, I know the Vikings and their history, but did, did they miss it? You guys, you guys actually had a great experience with kickers this weekend. <laughs> we had one miss. Okay. We had Greg Joseph, new kicker in Minnesota. Hit from 52. Okay. Missed from 48. Missed short from 48 after hitting from 52. Okay. Okay. And then I believe lined up in the middle of 48 and 52 for the game winner. And somehow miraculous, miraculously, as a Vikings kicker, hit a game winning field goal. Which the never happens. Never happens. That's that's why I I couldn't. I was I was refreshing my memory. I was like, what happened in that game? 
did the Vikings get fucked by a missed kick? No, they didn't. For some somehow a kick helped the Vikings this time, which never happened. So hey, don't maybe, expect it again. That's all we're saying. <laughs> hey, this is your one off, okay? Uh, I will never expect the Vikings line up for a field goal at the end of the game. I never expect it to go in. Not since Blair Walsh. No, no. That that uh, you know, hey, good list this week. Good list. There's plenty of studs, and obviously, there's guys we, you know, we talked about it in our uh, impromptu production meeting and, and we we just can't keep saying justin herbert you know guys are stuck <laughs> but if you're thinking hey justin herbert's a stud why didn't they say that trust we know. me we thought it <laughs> trust we, me we thought it every single week every week every single time we see him throw a football we think yeah. about it i think oh man that that's you describing my stud this week <laughs> yeah he's all of our collective studs but this week like we said we are in the middle of thursday night football recording so you know, Bucks are as I as I look at it, Bucks are up twenty one seven. I don't think we'll be making our picks for Thursday night this week because we will all probably take the Eagles in a comeback victory against Brady, obviously. But moving on to Sunday, got some good games this week. Got some good games. Got some seven thirty a.m. London games, and then you know we got some games that are just middle of the road. Could surprise us. Could disappoint us. Who knows? But. Starting off, fellas, we're gonna do what we always do. We're gonna talk our picks here. We're gonna we're gonna help each other. We're gonna work our way through it. What do we think is gonna happen this week? And unfortunately, starting off, we do have what what is it? Uh, Tottenspur, Totten, ooh, just fucking Tottenham up. Hotspur, Tottenham Hotspur in Tottenham Hotspur, London. Cheerio, we got the Dolphins and the Jaguars. Jesus, is this really the best they can offer London? Is this really the best they can promote worldwide? God. <laughs> oh, no wonder they were duds. I do think I'm going to have to ride with the Dolphins on this one. I, I, I don't know, though. Jags, the Jags do dominate in London, you know? What are we feeling here, boys? I like. I don't like either of these teams in this game. I don't like either of the way this goes. But personally, I think I just have a gut feeling this is where the Jags find their first win in however many games since week one of last season. Hey. Not satisfied. Not satisfied. Not satisfied. If you know, you know, but I'm not satisfied. I think-, think they'll find satisfaction in London. I can't get no. no. I can't get no. They can't get a W, but Rich going going Jags. I am going to stick with my Dolphins pick. Dave, what do you got? Uh, I thought similar to Rich, actually. I think the, the Jags are going to get one. I mean, I don't trust. I don't trust the Dolphins at all. I don't trust the quarterback situation. I mean, I like their coach, but I can't trust them. I mean, Urban Meyer leaves something to be desired, I guess, so far. But, like, Trevor Lawrence, man, there's no way you can keep that guy down for too long. He's going to pop up at some point, I think. Nobody's going to see it, but he's going to pop off this week and get a win. So, (laughs) I'll go Jags. Trevor Lawrence could put on an absolute masterclass. Too bad the world won't be able to watch it. But yes, (laughs) Nobody's going to care, but he's going to get a win. There you go. Moving on to the morning slate of games. Looking for redemption. Two teams that were scorned by field goal kickers for two different reasons. We got the Bengals 
in Motor City taking on the Lions. We had Dan Campbell bawling his eyes out at a press conference. We had Evan McPherson missing two field goals. It was a high emotion for both these teams. Dave, obviously, out of courtesy, your team's playing. How do you see it going? Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm worried about it. I'm not going to lie to you. We have a good enough team that we should beat the Lions, but like everybody who has beat the Lions just kind of barely beat the Lions. And like I want to, I want to trust Cincinnati so bad. I do, but I've been a fan of them too long to actually trust them and have my trust be paid off consistently. So I'm worried about it. But with that being said, I'll still take the Bengals by a score. I can't. There's no no part of me that thinks like, hey man, the guy that's gonna tear us down is Jared Goff. So Bengals by a score. Rich, Rich, how do you how do how do you see this one panning out? I think you're selling yourself short there. I think this Bengals team, even though they're coming off a loss last week, is still red hot. This team is full of studs. Joe Burrow hitting his stride. I think that minus three and a half line is too low. Bump that up. I'll take the Bengals. I'm uh I'm gonna have to join on that bandwagon here. I just see Brady through a pick here. Sorry, I got a little, little distracted. Don't see that too often. But Looked like the old arm punt there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm gonna have to hop on the uh, the old orange and orange and black as well. Got to ride with the ride with the Bengals. I think they will be the superior jungle cat this weekend. I think that Joe Burrow is he's man he's fucking sensational is what he is. And you have legitimately three number one wide receivers on your team. I think, yes, it's been five games. Jamar Chase has proven that. T. Higgins, monster. Tyler Boyd, stud. Joe Mixon, fantastic. If your line can play good against Detroit's non-existent front, I, I think you guys shred them. Again, Got a, I think we had a 3-0 sweep of the Bengals on that one. I mean, yeah, it's one of those things like, not saying that football is trauma, but like the Bengals have basically traumatized me into being a skeptic. So, I mean, like, there's no way we shouldn't win this game, but there's always low fears. But yeah, Bengals, man. Hey, makes sense. Makes sense. Speaking of being traumatized by a team, I think uh, Rich, maybe not, but uh, we've been traumatized by this team, but they look to be traumatized themselves. The Chiefs go to Washington. Chiefs favored by six and a half right now. How do we see this one going out? How do we see this one playing out here, boys? I mean, even if the Chiefs, defense is kind of atrocious i mean so is washington's so i mean that leaves who has the better offense and it's the chiefs by a, a long country mile so i mean i don't think i don't think i see a way where the chiefs don't to a point get right at least on offense the homes will get right he'll get back to basics they'll hit his big targets they'll run wild you know what i mean it's got to be the chiefs yeah i think this looking at this game when the schedule came out i was like mm. This could be the trap game for for the Chiefs here. Yeah. Going to Washington, maybe coming off a big Sunday night football win over the Bills. But coming off that loss, that terrible loss, it's not a trap game. It's a get-right game. Chiefs by a lot. Kind of like you said, every renegade part of me wants to say, oh, man, this is the Washington defense get right game, but it's not. I, I, I think something about good coaches is like, you know, the Harbaugh's, you know, the Reeds, Sean Payton, 
Belichick and stuff. How often do they get embarrassed on primetime and then come out the next week and look flat? I don't think that'll happen. I think, I think like Dave said, I think the Chiefs offense bounces back against a bad Washington defense. But I could even see what the Chiefs defense, you know, Tyran Matthew, Chris Jones saying, hey, let's tighten the fuck up because we've been to two straight Super Bowls and we're not playing like it. So, yeah, I think this one is a, is a dog walking. Rich, we head to Carolina. We got the Vikings taking on the Panthers here. Coming off of a emotional win, it looked like Kirk Cousins and Mike Zimmer were about to fight the fuck out of each other on the last, uh, you know, when, the, when they won there. Sam Darnold coming off of a bad performance. How do we see this game going? I'm scared about this game. Is it is it kind of the same thing Dave said, where it's like you've been traumatized a bit? I've, I've been traumatized by this Vikings team too many times to count. Yeah. Minnesota Vikings are a traumatizing team. Um, <laughs> I think a big thing with me right now is we're recording this on Thursday and the Vikings are having some injury issues. Neither Adam Thielen or Justin Jefferson practiced this week. That's fairly terrifying. Dalvin yes. Cook was a full participant in practice today, so a little more confidence. But both. Okay, hy- hypothetically, let's just say, worst case scenario, all three are out. How do you feel? I I don't want to watch the game. <laughs> okay, so be let's say they're all in then. Let's say they're all, all in. Th- let's say all, all three, three are in. Yeah. I feel pretty confident. I'm feeling like that's going to be a good Vikings team that's going to take down uh, – Panthers team that was pretty hyped up and has maybe had a couple of weeks of not as quality play as they had to start out the season. Yeah. But if I have to pick one right now today, I'm going to go, I'm going to have to go Panthers just because I don't know what's going to happen with the Vikings for injuries. I'm betting against my own team. So that sucks. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Okay. But <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> bet against your own team. <laughs> But, you know, Vikings coming off of an emotional win. Panthers, I think Darnold threw three picks or whatever last game. You know, the NFC North, you know, it's the Packers division. You know, they're at the top. And hope, or not hopefully, maybe for Rich, hopefully, this is the last year that we can for sure say that. But, you know, that second spot, lines are out of it, (laughs) you know. Fields, depending on what Fields can do, maybe he can work some magic, get going. But I think this Vikings team, if they can get the pieces together, they can make a run too. And I have faith in Zimmer. I know you guys have both had Zimmer coaching for your teams, right? Yeah. Um, I like him. I think he's a good coach. I think uh, I think you guys take this one. I do. I think the Panthers haven't been playing good, like you said. But um, I think you guys are able to sneak out a win here. It might be similar to last week. It might be a – you know a, Oh, fuck. If it does come down to a field goal, though, shit. Exactly. <laughs> you already had your one. <laughs> you can't say the Vikings are going to win on field goals two weeks in a row. One of those has got to be a loss. I, you trot out a kicker wearing purple. In my mind, I assume it's a made field goal. But yes, I understand. Oh, shit. I'm still riding with you, boys. I think the Vikings get the dub here. Dave? See, I was really split on this one, which is which was like interesting. 
But after I hear Rich's bit of no confidence in the Vikings, I'm going to have to go with the Panthers, honestly. I mean, Darnold had a statistically horrible little game, right? Yeah. But, I mean, I still think that that defense is somewhere there's a really good defense there. They've proved that they can play. Yep. And if any of those three weapons for the Vikings are out, that's like a significant point to mention, right? Those are three big-time players. So, I mean, even assuming maybe just one of them's out, the Panthers rebound and Darnold doesn't have a horrible game, then it seems like a good recipe for a Carolina win. So I'll take the Panthers on this one. So we got we got two Panthers, and I'm riding with the Vikings on that little split. I think is McCaffrey is he back this week? He's questionable. I can't remember. That's also huge. If you guys, maybe, yeah. I heard that he's like he might be able to be back. So that that would also be a big thing here. But uh, rounding out you know, all three of us play in the early window. Maybe it's biased. Maybe the game of the weekend. We don't know. We got the Chargers coming into Baltimore, taking on the Ravens. And, you know, I'm scared shitless, man. I'm not going to lie to you. I We are running into an absolute buzzsaw of a team. We mentioned him in the studs and duds segment every week so far for a reason. And, yes, Lamar is playing great. Yes, Lamar is playing fantastic. I think the Chargers win. I do. And I've bet against the Ravens, I think, every week so far. And and Dave has been my voice of reason saying, man, remember who you got. Remember who you got. Well, I think this week my head is telling me the Chargers. And unfortunately, I, I got to ride with them. Or if I want to be your voice of reason, but I'm riding with the Chargers too this week. <laughs> I mean, not only do you guys have one less day of prep than, than the Chargers did. Yep. But you guys, I, the thing is like Lamar is great. But your defense laid just an egg last week. And like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, not that your defense has been bad, but they haven't been the same all year. We've been bad. Especially coming off a performance like that. Six days is enough to turn it around when you're going to play maybe the most talented quarterback in the NFL. So I'm going to, I'm going to take the chargers walking into Baltimore and getting a big win out of it. And then we're going to round it out three for three here because I don't know if the Chargers are going to lose a game the rest of the season. This team is red hot. And I know it, it pains me to say it for your sake, Carp, but yeah, I don't really see a scenario where the Ravens win this game. I see, I see, a, I see a solution way to a Ravens win. I just don't think it's in the, the three most likely scenarios. I can see it. But I don't think it'll happen. It's not in the realm of of probability. It's going to be tough. And and I'm and you know I, I Lamar played fantastic on Monday. He did, but we can't ignore the fact that there was three quarters before that where we couldn't get it going. And if you have three quarters against this Chargers team where you can't get it going on either side of the ball, you're down you, you, forty nine. One nothing. quarter where you don't get it going against the Chargers, you might be in trouble, right? Yeah. So it sucks. Fuck it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Moving on. Huge, massive, monumental interdivisional game. These two stud teams. We got the Texans in Indy taking on the Colts. This is an absolute barn burner. Heater top to bottom. We got one and four taking on one and four. AFC South rivals. Who do we got? That's 
that right there might be the game of the week. That's hot sauce right there. Two and eight combined record. That's that's Frank's red right there, dude. Me and me and me and Dave, we were we were FaceTiming and you know, Reese, I'm I'm sure you're aware of it too. Davis Mills was cooking Belichick's defense. Davis Mills was out there looking like the best sixth round quarterback ever. Okay. I mean, this is really fantastic because both of them were both the teams were cooking good teams. Or I mean, I don't know how good the past are, but they were cooking teams for three quarters and then both blew it in the fourth quarter and lost. So yes. that's a that's a tremendous recipe for a letdown, but um I mean, I'm just going to go on ro- on roster alone. The Colts have a better roster. It's the Colts. Yeah. It's got to be the Colts, right? It, it, it has to be. And I saw a tweet today, or maybe I can't fucking remember. The Colts are so, – I think the Colts are such a good one-and-four team. Obviously, there's a little caveat there. You're one-and-four. But they – man, Carson Wentz, you know, I think we all watched the game on Monday or whatever. Carson Wentz, he wasn't the reason they lost. Carson Wentz played great. Carson Wentz played great football. It was the best game he's played maybe it's since his wild. MVP it's season wild. or yeah. his MVP season. Um, but Davis Mills might be an absolute loose cannon out there. Can't put that out. Rich, where do you see this going? I this this Colts team like this is the best one in four team in the league. This is I've been proven wrong i believe in my take that carson wentz will never be a capable starting quarterback in this league again oh oh th- over 1300 yards seven touchdowns one pick his knock was the picks in in philly i i think the colts are will handily take it to the texans i i've i don't think i've ever hoped for a davis mills 500 yard game I don't think I've ever hoped for a 500-yard game more than I hope from Davis Mills. Could you imagine if this guy is actually something? Jeez. Oh, I hope he is. I <laughs> hope this is like the next Tom Brady yes. getting taken late round. Yep. Nobody really knows who he is. And then we're talking 10 years from now. Davis guys, Mills. Do you guys remember when we first saw Davy Mills? Yeah. This is uh, This next game has potential for a blowout, I think. We got the Rams taking on the Giants. Giants, depending on the uh, injury status, obviously we're recording this Thursday. We've said that. Uh, They're without Daniel Jones. They're without Saquon Barkley. They're without Kenny Galladay. They have Kadarius Toney, who might be out again, depending on his emotional state of the game. Um, You know, the Rams coming off of a long week. They beat Seattle. In Seattle, obviously Russ went down, so little little nuance there. But I'm taking the Rams. Not much to say on this one. I think the Rams handle the Giants, take care of business. Rich, yeah, I don't think this is going to be a game worth watching because no, as fun as that Rams team is to watch, the Giants are not fun to watch, especially with the injuries. Yeah, this will be a very easy game for the Rams. I think I think the Giants, Kadarius Tony last week was could almost be a stud, 190 yards, but then he decided to get himself out of the game, which is so it's like, okay, but also I don't trust Mike Glennon to get him the ball enough for 190 yards, but yeah. I, Dave, are you gonna are you gonna ride with uh, the big apple here? 
every time there's a game, I want to look for one where I can just goof. But like with the absolute boatload of injuries the Giants have, there's no part of my conscience that could accept picking the Giants in this game. It's going to be the Rams and it's going to be easy. Hey, but Dave, you're you're failing to consider the injuries are only at starting quarterback, starting running back, and starting receiver. You know, not the Rams. Yeah, the Rams. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be the Rams on that one. Uh, an actual interesting division game. Obviously, I hyped the Colts and Texans up maybe a tad much. This one, we got the Packers in Soldier Field. Iconic rivalry, Packers-Bears. Rich, you know these teams very, very well. We'll, well. we'll pass it to you first. How do you see this game going? I feel like this is tougher than it should be for me. I feel like the easy answer is just go Packers. They're 4-1. Yep. and one. They're a great team it would be easy to take the Packers. But this matchup has always been back and forth, no matter how these teams are. I can't remember what the like head-to-head record all-time is, but it's very close to 500 yeah. with these two teams. And I think with the Bears at home, this may be division rival breakout game for Justin Fields. Justin Fields breakout game against the pack. I love that. I love that. Dave. Chicago is going to burn down. Oh, this is their Super Bowl. Yeah. Yep. Dave, I know you're, I know you're a big bears guy. You are. I know you're not a big Aaron Rodgers guy. So it's, I could see, I could see how it might go for you, but I'm, I'm interested. Where do you see this game going? Yeah, so it's the interesting note that the Bears are like noted as my second team if I had to pick a second team. Yeah. And like I love I love I like watching the Bears. I'm excited about Fields, but I just don't see it yet. The Packers have some problems and it's tough not having Jair Alexander and stuff, but if they can my my logic is if they can still beat the Bengals without all that stuff, they'll be able to beat the Bears. The Bears don't have the same kind of weapons. Fields doesn't have, I mean, not the Burrow has a lot of experience, but not the same amount of experience. Uh, it's, I, I like where the Bears are going. And they had, they had an impressive win last week. It was against the Raiders, I think. Hey, yeah. But I'm still going to say the Packers are still going to be the alpha dog of this division, at least for one more year. So I'll pick the Packers in a close one, though. Yeah. I think um, Bears. You know, Fields has ever since that one abysmal start against the Browns and everyone was dogging Fields and stuff. You know, he's shown like, hey, uh, he's good. He can do it. You know, obviously, he just needs more time and experience. I want to say Fields. I want to see Fields. Rich plug gears. I want to see Fields run that division. I want to see Fields. I love him. I think he's great. But I do think the Packers off of off of off. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry, boys. Dave, plug your ears off a game they should have won last week. I think, I think Rodgers, I think if it does come down to Crosby, I don't see a miss in three. I don't think it will come down to a field goal because I think the Packers will take care of business. Boys, I'm sorry. I just, I didn't mean to do that to both of you right there. Um, but we've now moved out of the morning slot and we're into the afternoon slot where we actually got some, we got some barn burners here, starting off with the Cardinals and Browns. Very interesting matchup in Cleveland. Currently, Cleveland is three and a half point favorites over the Cardinals. How do we see this game going here? Dave, we'll start with you. Uh, 
I don't ever want to pick the Browns to win a game, but I'll pick them to win a game this week. Cause I mean, the Cardinals are five and zero, and they're a fun watch on offense, but I, and I'm, I'm still skeptical of them playing a team like the Browns that especially on the lines bully people. If you've played football, if you watch football, you know that games are won and lost in the trenches. And I mean, like, hey, there's something to be said for the, the world's changing. Mahomes can air it out and he's being perceived as God, right? You see Lamar, this kind of stuff. But I still think the basics of football being one in one in the trenches, like that's where the Browns are going to bully them. They're going to enforce their will. They're going to pound the ball down their throat as much time as they want to be on the field. I'm going to take the Browns. I think it'll be close though. I think three, what's it? Three and a half is like a good line to set. If I'm surprised the Browns are favorites, honestly, that much, but I'll go with it and I'll say the Browns. Mm -hmm. Rich, how do you see this game panning out? I think we're going to see a similar game to what the Browns played last week, where it is a high scoring shootout. And I think because of that, I don't, that that's a tiring way to play football mm-hmm. and doing that two weeks in a row. I don't care if you have seven days in between. I don't think the Browns can get it done if they have to get into a shootout again this week. So I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Yeah, this one for me, this one's almost a coin toss. It's tough. I can see the Browns absolutely playing ball control, keeping it out of Kyler's hands, making Kyler watch the game, just tiring the shit out of that defense. They have the best one-two punch at running back in the league. Um, yeah, I think the, I I can see the Browns winning that. I can see the Browns doing it, but I do think the Cardinals, you know, they only put up 17 last week, and Kyler didn't really play that great. You know, the team kind of played modest. It was against the Niners too, so it was kind of a game that you expected them to maybe play a bit better in. Um, I think the Cardinals have a great bounce back week. I think, and yeah, like you said, you can't if you get into a shootout with this air raid offense. You know, four wide receive four wide wide receivers. You know, it's that's tough. And I don't know if the Browns have the the talent on the back end to deal with it. Denzel Ward's stud, uh, John Johnson doesn't get talked about. Stud, Greedy Williams coming into his own. Nice little player back there, but New Hopkins, Christian Kirk. You know, AJ Green and Rondale Moore. I love that little kid. And uh, I think the Cardinals get it done here, but it is going to be a close game. So I guess we're two and one on that one. It'd be fun to watch. Another divisional game. This one near and dear to people who are near and dear to us. We got the Raiders in mile high taking on the Broncos here. First game without uh, John Gruden for the Raiders. Broncos at home. Broncos. They were 3-0. and They were the talk of the town. They were unstoppable. Their defense was iconic. They were elite. Teddy B was dealing no turnovers. Teddy B was the man. And oh, how the mighty have fallen 3-2. and Big divisional game. If you think about it, this game is big for standings. Um, I'm just going to – I'm, I'm, I'm going to take this one here just quick. Raiders are without John Gruden. He's out. I think Derek Carr is on a mid. I think he's going to prove, hey, I've had to listen to me be the problem for years with Gruden. And clearly, you know, I think Carl Nassib, I think those guys want to play hard this week to, you know, we aren't the problem. You know what I mean? Like, it's just one of those things where once you get that guy out, you want to prove like, hey, it was them, you know, and I think the Raiders handled the Broncos, man. 
Yeah, I think I think from a Raiders perspective, we're going to see a team that was good when they were playing for a coach that I assume a lot of players didn't want to play for. He was a good coach. He was a good on-field coach as far as football goes. The X is an over it. Everything else kind of seems like not the guy you want to play for. Uh, he's so, not that guy. He's not that not that guy, pal. Not that guy, pal. <laughs> that guy kind of sounds like Gruden, huh? <laughs> like, kind of does. <laughs> are we sure that that wasn't John Gruden? <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. From a Broncos perspective, geez, I I wanted to be so high on this team, mm-hmm. and they were three and zero. But the three the teams that they beat when they were three and zero were a combined zero and nine. I know, like you said, some people that are near and dear to us are going to hate this, but I got to go Raiders, and I I think it'll be a it'll be a big win for the Raiders. Are we doing a clean sweep big win for the Raiders? So Dave, that's, Dave that's we, had, we, had a, we had a bump. Rich said it. All you got to do is spike it. So here's, here's what's fun about this one. It's originally I didn't know what I thought about this game. Yeah. And then I really thought about it. Who has more to play for? The Raiders have more to play for. Who has a better quarterback? The Raiders have a better quarterback. Who just lost to the Steelers? And lost to the Ravens after they beat Owen whatever teams and thought they were the shit. That's the Denver Broncos. So we're going to spike it right at them with a big Raiders sweep, baby. Big Raiders sweep, 3-0. and We think the Raiders say, hey, Gruden, right there, pal. We'll take this W here. That's how it's going. I think that's how it's going. 3-0 sweep. Going to catch some flack for that, but doesn't matter. I think we might lose a couple listeners on that one. But. And you know what? Addition by subtraction, just like the Raiders locker room. (laughs) The last game of the afternoon slate, we got the Cowboys in Foxborough taking on the Patriots. Now, look, there was a time, Reese, I don't know if you, you know, Rich, probably one or two times, but Foxborough was a vaunted place to play. It was tough. You go to Foxborough, it's going to be tough. You got the mass holes. You know, it's, you got the foghorns. It's, it's Gillette Stadium is tough. That is no longer the case. In my eyes, when Mac Jones is there, I think every team walks in thinking they have a chance to win the game. Um, and it doesn't help they're running into outside of the Chargers, maybe the biggest buzzsaw in football right now, uh, a team that is red hot on all three phases of the, game, of the game. They have rookies that are playing like five, six-year bets in their athletic prime, and that's scary because those guys are only going to get better. You have – Dak playing. It, <laughs> you got Zeke and Pollard looking like the same back, both in their prime. You have three number one wide receivers. It, <laughs> I think the Cowboys, this might be, I think this is the biggest. What's the word looking for? Disparity. Biggest, yeah, like biggest um, point differential yeah. of the week. I think it's an absolute blowout. Yeah. I'm, I, like I said, I was thinking about earlier, we were talking about we could see the Ravens maybe winning against the Chargers. I see a way it could happen, but it won't. Sorry, bud. But there's, I don't even see a way that the Cowboys don't win this game, honestly. In my opinion, the, the Cowboys are the best team in the NFC by a lot. 
and like probably the second best team in the NFL right now behind the Bills. That's Fuck, that's, I forgot about I, the Bills. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think about the Cowboys. I think they're that good. Um, it's just Mac Jones, what does he give you? He gives you safe and okay. Yeah. That defense is okay, not what Belichick's used to. And the Cowboys are far superior in every facet of football than they're used to being. Yeah. And then this just seems like it, it should be an easy one for the Cowboys. Mega three for three, because yeah, I don't again don't see the way that and Dallas like, doesn't come out of there with a win. You know, like he's how like every now and then there's a game where it's like I don't see a way they lose so it almost makes you think like oh shit like am I too high on this game it's past that (laughs) it's like it's so far only going to go one way that it's like I have no doubts in my mind Yeah, this is is an uncanny level of certainty for me like yeah well especially not many much analysis is needed on this game. I don't think, I mean, it will get talked about. It's America's team and the Patriots, but you, like you said, Mac Jones so far in his career, you know, he can prove us wrong and stuff, but you know, it's check downs. It's, it's, it's drags. It's, you know, quick slant, stuff like that's the safe stuff. And the Cowboys defense looks so fast and, and rangy that, you know, I can see the, the, I can see the Patriots playing like the Ravens did for three quarters, except for the whole game. And then Dak just takes over prime time rounding out the Sunday schedule would have been an awesome game. I think, unfortunately, both quarterbacks are basically unavailable. We have the Seahawks in Pittsburgh. (laughs) Um, I mean, technically Ben's available, but is he, we don't, you know, we don't know. Um, would have been a great game. You know, watching Ross cook is always fun. Of course, you know, this pains me to say it, but um, I think the Steelers get the win on Sunday night football. Man, I'm going to like, there should be some sort of something where you can flex games out of this, out of prime time. Yeah. Why is this game in the state of these two teams? Why should this be a Sunday night game? Like, I mean, maybe the Seahawks fans and the Steelers fans get upset. Like, this is our primetime game. But you're telling me that the Ravens and the Chargers or... Browns Cardinals. The, or, yeah, or the Browns Cardinals shouldn't be in this spot instead. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, I mean... I think it's... This is a team of, like, this game on paper, if you look at it, it's like all oh, these franchises are usually good. But this is, like, a sad state for both of these franchises. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. And, like, it... <sighs> Honestly, like even before Russ's injury, it's like the Seahawks are, they don't have a whole lot of draw to them. The only draw for me on the Seahawks is Russ. Like Russ is that team and the Steelers, like it's the Steelers. I get it. They have a huge fan base. NFL wants to feature them in primetime games. I understand. I just think, yeah, there's a lot better watches in the NFL. So maybe, you know, another, uh, Another dud on the schedule makers. We don't know, but with Geno Smith starting, I I have no desire to watch this game. I think the Steelers will will take like, care I mean, of business. Geno Smith versus the oldest, crustiest, most awful version of Ben there is. Right? You're going to put that on Sunday night. Like here, watch this. Like, hey, yeah. would you rather watch this or would you rather watch the London game? I mean, hey man, at least the London quarterbacks by sling, right? Hey, true, true. Rich, uh, Rich, how do you see this game going? <laughs> Or we're going to round it out with another Steelers 
And to talk about the schedule again, I even think there was better games this week when you had both quarterbacks healthy that would have made a better Sunday nighter. Oh, for sure. Like Packers Bears is always a game. Great Sunday. I I don't know why that's a morning game at 11 a.m. It seems 11 a.m. It's weird. But yeah, I think without Russ, that's Yuck's team. They just don't have anything going for them. No. Steelers, it won't be a good game. It, yeah. Hopefully, Monday can be better, but I don't know if it will, given how one team's playing. We got the Buffalo Bills in Tennessee taking on the Titans a year ago. Also, also, I'll pick the Steelers too, but I don't like it. Oh, shit. I see. And you know what? I assume you picked the Steelers, but it's tough to, you know, Dave, it's tough for you and me to, to muster those words, you know? It, it, it tastes like I just, you know, something like, runs in the back of my throat and it said and it's called Steelers win. It tasted like I licked the white dog shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, hey, Alex Singleton getting a tackle. Me and hey. me and Rich were, t- were talking about Alex Singleton. And and as we were watching like three straight plays, Leonard Fournette trucked his ass over. <laughs> but hey, he's out there getting tackles. But yes, Monday night, we got the Bills in Tennessee taking on the Titans. A year ago, this game would have been awesome Monday nighter. You know, these two teams always go back and forth. And I think it was a year ago today that Derrick Henry made Josh Norman into a meme. I think I saw that. Um, Josh Norman's no longer on the Bills. But the Bills, to me, they're so looking at it, they're only favored by five and a half. Is it just me or is that really, really low? I mean, what we've seen this season, yeah, it's low. I feel like this might be a game where we see the real Titans show up. I feel like we haven't seen the real Titans show up this year. I think maybe it takes a primetime appearance. Maybe it maybe it just took a few weeks, but I feel like we got to see that team at some point. I just got a gut feeling it might be this week. I don't think that gets them the win over the Bills. But... I think, um, yeah, and like I can see that. I can see, you know, Titans just needed maybe they just needed the first couple weeks and they knew, hey, we got an easy division. You know, maybe we can find, work out the kinks in the season, whatever, whatever. That Bills team to me, it's Josh Allen's great. You dig's great. Offense isn't the problem. For me, what separates that team, man, is the defense this year. Like that defense stepped up and they are playing great ball. And I think if they find a way to neutralize Derrick Henry, you know, and they say, hey, listen, fucker, this year you're the meme. This year it's you, you know, and they, and they limit what he can do to them. And, and I understand that that's a tall order. Hey, if they can just stop Derrick Henry, they'll be, they'll be golden. Yeah, that's what 30 other teams said too. But I don't know. I think the Bills are playing too hot to stop right now. I think the Bills win by, I'd honestly say 10 plus. It's yeah. I mean, I I agree with what Rich was saying before. Like, I could see this being the game because Tennessee is like even every year they have two or three games where they're just like really atrocious for like swings, right? Yeah. I think this probably will be a game in prime time on Monday against a good team where the Titans will figure like, yeah, it's time for us to actually show up. But I mean, showing up is great, but the Buffalo Bills are a different level of team, right? The one weakness on Buffalo has been like, hey, you guys can't rush the passer. And this year they have absolutely changed that. Their front seven is ferocious. 
Their back end is as good as it's ever been. Josh Allen is firing on all cylinders. They're running the ball more. Emmanuel Sanders is there. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it a bit just to see if how much impact Derrick Henry can have against a good team and see how it goes. Yeah. But even if he has 200 yards, Tannehill's going to have all sorts of guys hitting him in his face. It's going to be the Bills. Yeah. Plus, I think, like, it could be the week the Titans get right. It's just tough to be like, hey, get right against the hottest team in football on primetime after you made a mockery of one of their team veterans last year. But, right. but like, they did – I think they put up, like – it was against the Jags, but hey, still, they put up like 35, 36 last week. So, you know, maybe they are getting to the swing of things. Don't know. But uh, so we got three bills in that. Yeah. Three bills. Yeah. Yeah. Which, hey, I'm excited. Hey, we, we had a, we had a little, little diversity in our pick. I like it. You know, I know last week me and Dave were the same on everything except for <laughs> you took the Jets in London just because I took the Falcons. <laughs> No one watched it anyways. And then I took Packers. You took Bengals. And we, we differed on one more. But uh, I think we were, I think we, we talked about it. We're going to kind of keep an eye on our picks. And, and, and you know, let's, let's, let's take a look at our records. We'll, we're, we'll go clean slate from this week on. Um, and, the, you know, the weeks that, that Rich can't join us, which, you know, are the fucking worst weeks of my entire life. Um, We'll, we'll we'll get Rich's picks and we'll, we'll keep track and we'll we'll see you know we'll kind of see who who's got the who's got the crystal ball you know but um, I'm I'm gonna have to to curb my enthusiasm on these like I'll just pick the Jets because LOL picks now like <laughs> hey man it starts to matter now yeah hey now we go now it matters um, and of course yeah like we said during Thursday night football as it stands midway through the third twenty one to seven for the Bucks and they are in the red zone. Um, Brady's kind of playing fantastic again tonight. Does have the one pick, but I might have feel like this week, the NFL could have scheduled three better primetime games. (laughs) No, they all suck. (laughs) Every primetime game this week kind of is like, eh, like, Charges Which is so weird because they've been so good so far. They've been so good. You know what? Right? They've been pretty good, but now you're just like, oh, maybe that's the thing. They just need to like chill out, I guess. I don't know. Maybe that's the thing is that we've been so blessed and so fortunate with the primetime games that we were due for a kind of a, a dud week. But um, yeah, like Charges Ravens, you know, uh, Packers Bears, Cardinals Browns, Raiders Broncos, all would have been better to me. But. Um, with that being, oh, and, and of course, can't mention, can't forget to mention Atlanta, New Orleans, the Jets, and San Fran. First bye week of the year. They are on their bye this week. So they are resting up, which is important for, I mean, the, currently the Niners don't have a quarterback because Trey Lance is a knee sprain and Jimmy G's calf is all fucked up. So they need that. But anything else to add, fellas, before we wrap up here? I think so. All right. Well, that has been the Booth Podcast Week 6 preview recap of of Week 5. Thank you for listening. Thank you for riding with us. If you made it this far, appreciate it as always. Of course, like, subscribe, share. Follow us at Twitter and Instagram at the Booth EC on both. 
go get some merch. Hey, go get some merch from us. You can find the links on our uh, social media pages there. Who doesn't want to rep the booth? I want to rep the booth. That's why I have it tattooed 412 times on my body. I'm so proud to be part of this. And boys, another great episode. We'll uh, we'll talk next week. All right. And for week six, catch you on the flippity flip. Oh, keeping it in. All right. Thanks, ladies and gentlemen. Talk to you later.